I'm thankful for how um, so many of our students have led us this morning, um, and I know that you are too. So if you have an opportunity to, to chat with them and talk to them afterwards, I know I'd really appreciate that, and I know they would too. Um, I'll never forget the first time I met Mr. Randy. I was 17 years old, and I was uh, meeting him after school in his office. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Tuesday, but I'm not 100% sure. So maybe I don't remember it as well as I, I think I do. But um, as I was thinking about that, it was hard for me to believe that that had been 10 years, but it has. Um, anyways, I was so nervous to meet the guy. I was so nervous to meet Mr. Randy. I mean, so, 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 so nervous. And I know that's hard for you to believe because you know him. And he's like, how can you, you're like, how can you be nervous about meeting such a stand-up guy? But I was. I was very, very nervous. Um, and, and, and part of that was because I was applying for a job. And I had talked to him on the phone, but I hadn't met him in person. And I didn't know how nice Mr. Randy was. And so... Um, I was very nervous, and so I nervously sat down into his office, and the Rand man started talking, um, and I immediately felt at ease. I was immediately more comfortable. Uh, it might have had something to do with the Muppets and the Disney characters staring at me everywhere. Um, actually, that might have been a little creepy. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I immediately, as soon as he started talking, my nerves went away, and I, and I felt more comfortable. But in that moment, I had no clue that that was the beginning of a long, uh, incredible friendship. I had no idea that I was getting one of the greatest, godliest mentors I could ever have. Now, I told Mr. Randy that I was doing this, so this is not like a sneak attack or anything. Um, and so he is somewhere in this building, just kind of probably, probably pretty embarrassed. But when you're given the, the godly mentor in the cloud of witnesses, how could I not talk about Mr. Randy? Um, I've loved this series, and I think Jason may have mentioned this, but, but I think one of the reasons I've loved it is because we are the most connected culture to have ever walked this planet. My own social media web spans, like, thousands of people. I don't know thousands of people, but I'm friends with them on Facebook, or they follow me on Twitter or Instagram. This morning, we'll have somewhere between 1,400 and 1,500 people here, probably, um, but through our Facebook Live post, we'll probably reach another 2,000 people or so. We are the most connected culture to have ever walked this planet. But despite the hyper-connectivity, this generation is said to be the loneliest. Um, I think we tend to be connected to more people than ever, but we tend to know very few. Um, and so in response, we've been talking about the cloud of witnesses. Uh, the, the men and women each of us need walking alongside us as we walk along our path. And we've, we've talked about some pretty important folks, too. We've talked about the Jonathans that we need, the true friends that we need walking beside us. That's so important. We've, we've talked about the Barnabas, the, the, I think it says, yeah, the relentless encouragers. I've needed a, a Barnabas this week. I've had some good Barnabas time this week. But I dare to say that one of the most important witnesses that we need in our life is the godly mentor. I think we all need a Paul. We all need a mentor walking alongside us as we walk along our way. I don't know what I would have done in these past several years without my godly mentor, without my Paul, without Mr. Randy. 
We all need one. We all need a Paul. Kids, kids need a Paul. Students, teenagers, teenagers need godly mentors. College students, uh, folks like me, who uh, are young, young adults and young professionals. Uh, parents, for the first time, Parents with elementary age kids, parents with middle schoolers, parents with high schoolers. We all need a Paul. Empty nesters. We all need a godly mentor. I don't care who you are. I don't care what stage of life you're walking through. I don't care how old you are. You need somebody to walk alongside you. Somebody who's been there before. Somebody that can help you as you walk along your way. We all need a Paul. And and this morning, I'm, I'm hoping to paint a picture of what the Paul looks like for you in your life. If you would go ahead and turn, to your, turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Cole's already read it for us this morning, but we're going to read it again. 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 10. It's not going to be up on the screen, so get out your uh, smartphones or get out your Bibles and go ahead and turn with me. Um, here we find Paul's final charge to one of his protégés, to one of his mentees, Timothy. Now, Paul had a lot of different uh, protégés. He had Timothy, he had Titus. I mean, I would also even say that maybe Barnabas or John Mark or Silas, some of those folks were some of his protégés, but probably one of the most noted ones would be Timothy. And here you find his final charge uh, for Timothy. Um, and I think that this passage can help us to understand more clearly as we go seeking a godly mentor what a godly mentor should be in our life. I think that this can provide some clarity there. So let's read this together. Paul writes, starting in verse 10, You, Timothy, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me uh, in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, but as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. This would be, I guess, Tim and maybe his grandmother and some of the people that had uh, been influential in his life. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, Timothy, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So this morning, it's my intentions to help paint a picture of what a godly mentor might look like in your life, wherever you are. And I think this kind of helps us to, to see that. And so I think first, a godly mentor is present. A godly mentor is, is present. Paul was present with his protégés. Paul was present with the people that he felt called to mentor. Those folks experienced life together. You see that in, in the book of Acts. Um, they, Paul, was, Paul was there. He was with them. Uh, you, you, you hear it in this passage, I think, too. Paul writes, you know all about my way of life. You see that at the very beginning there. You know all about my way of life. You don't find out about somebody's way of life unless you're walking with them, right? You don't find out really the intricacies of way, the way somebody lives unless you're walking beside them day by day, unless they are a regular, present part of your life. You can't, te- 
reach somebody or pour into somebody from afar. You just can't do that. You can't like yell at your protege from across the room or, you know, just call them occasionally. No, mentors are present. They are there. You don't learn somebody's way of life unless you're walking beside them and pointing to it. It's part of what's made my relationship with Mr. Randy so meaningful. I've watched him walk through some moments of great joy, and I've watched him walk through some moments and, 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 and so honestly, some, some tough stuff. We've walked through some pretty incredible, joyful moments ourselves and some pretty challenging circumstances together. And because I've seen that, because he's been present, because he's been a part of my life, because he's been fully there along the way, because we've experienced life together, there is no doubt in my mind that, that when I experience moments of great joy and great sorrow and great sadness and great stress and great pain in the future, there is no doubt in my mind that Mr. Randy will be present. There is no doubt in my mind that Mr. Randy will show up. There's no doubt that he'll be there when I need him. In fact, there's no doubt in my mind that he will already be there because he's been present with me. There's no doubt in my mind that he will look me in the eye, that he will sit across from me, that he will be honest with me, and that I will walk away from my time with him feeling valued and loved. We all need someone in our lives like that. Somebody in our lives who is present, who's there through good and through bad. Somebody who is there. Second, I think a godly mentor has a story. Paul had a story, right? He has a story, man. Wow, what a story. And, and, and I imagine Paul was a pretty good storyteller, too. I mean, I, I guess I assume that because he tells the story over and over and over and over again. Every time he meets somebody new, it's like he's telling him, telling those people their, that his story over and over and over and over again. And it was a pretty interesting story full of highs and lows. It was a story full of murder and reconciliation, a story full of earthquakes and healing, a story full of prison and shipwrecks. I mean, it was exciting. It was a thrilling story. And he told that story so often. Throughout the book of Acts and throughout his letters, we see his story told over and over and over and over and over again. He even tells some of it here in this passage this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul writes, You know, Timothy, all about my endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Here's just a, just a little nugget of his story that he's telling here in, in 2 Timothy. He tells this over and over and over again, but I don't think that the point here not the point that I intend to make is that uh, a mentor has a thrilling story. I don't think a mentor necessarily has to have this exciting, thrilling story, even though we all have a story. Now, I think the point here is, is that a godly mentor sees their story through the eyes, through the lens of their God. Yeah, Paul had an amazing story. It was exciting, it was thrilling, it was cool. I mean, a prison break, that prison break was legit, okay? It was so cool. What an amazing story, but the point of the story wasn't the prison break. 
The point of the story is what God was doing through him. I mean, that's an amazing story to be blinded on that road. Man, what an amazing, exciting story. But the point wasn't for that a light shone from heaven and blinded him. No, the point was that Jesus rescued Paul from his old way of living. The point was that Jesus rescued, him to, rescued Paul into a new way of life. So let's reread this passage because I, see this, I think we see this at work here in 2 Timothy Again, he says, You know all about my endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. But he doesn't stop there. He writes, He says, You know all about these things that I've endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. The power of Paul's story had nothing to, to do with the persecutions and the craziness that he overcame. No. The power of Paul's story was the rescue that came from Jesus. The power of, of, of a godly mentor having a story has nothing to do with the story itself, but, but the way the mentor is able to see it. Paul understood his own story in light of what Jesus had done in and through him. There's the power. It was not that he endured this stuff, but that Jesus overcame it with him. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into Mr. Randy's office and and he tells me, Matt, you're not going to believe what happened to me last night. You're never going to believe what happened to me yesterday. And then, then he goes about telling, telling me something that happened to him. And, and then he says, Matt, it was such a God thing. And, and that phrase, I mean, we've heard that before. And it's not unique to Mr. Randy. But it seems like every time I'm talking to him, every time he's telling me about something, that's what he uses. That's the phrase that he uses. Matt, it was such a God thing. Can you believe that? Can you believe that I ran into that person? Can you believe that that's the conversation that we had? What a God is in this. God is in that. That's amazing. I think a godly mentor notices and points to the fact that God is a part of our story all along the way. He says, you know, that, that probably shouldn't have happened. That was, that was crazy. God was in that. And I think when your mentors, when our mentors see their stories in light of what God is doing, it makes it a whole lot easier for, for, for us to see it that way. When you're around somebody, when somebody is pouring into you and they are constantly telling you, man, look at what God is doing. Look at how God is at work. Look at what God has done here. It's a whole lot easier when you are faced with these moments of great joy, these moments where you need clarity, these moments of great sorrow, of great stress. Fill in the blank. When you're faced with those moments, it's a whole lot easier when you have somebody standing by you pointing to God for you to see God yourself, right? It's a whole lot easier. It's like, it, it's like a habit, right? So I, I, think it's, I think it's so important that a godly mentor has a story, but that they see their story in light of what Jesus has done, is doing, and is continuing to do through them what a godly mentor does and then finally i believe a godly mentor empowers paul writes timothy he says you know my purpose he writes about our purpose a lot throughout his letters but here his final charge he's reminding timothy you know my purpose you know what you're supposed to be all about and then further he talks about scripture and uh, the end of this little passage in verse 16, he says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, 
But then he doesn't talk about Scripture, and he doesn't talk about teaching for the sake of knowledge itself, right? The purpose of Scripture isn't necessarily just for us to gain knowledge, no. He continues, he says, he says, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that, here's the purpose, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Paul's teaching wasn't necessarily meant to just be a means of, of knowledge. Well, we can gain it, and that's a good thing. Paul's teaching was meant to lead to a life lived. Paul's teaching was meant to empower. It was meant to, to push his folks out. Paul consistently reminded his protégés of the purposes the Lord had for them and the lives they were called to live. Over and over and over and over again. Paul was reminding his people, this is who you're called to be. This is how you're called to live. So as we seek a mentor, we ought to seek someone who inspires us. We ought to seek someone who empowers us into a greater story, into a greater way of life. We need someone to remind us of our purposes as the people of God, as followers of Jesus. Not someone to just simply give us knowledge, but somebody who really helps us to live better. Somebody who really helps us to live the life that we've been created to live. Because godly mentors aren't content with a status quo. Godly mentors are not content with where things are. No. Godly mentors empower. Godly mentors challenge. Godly mentors move us. They send us out. Um, at this time, I want to go ahead and invite our uh, huddle leaders to come on up. Uh, we did this during first service, and so they, they knew this was coming, but that doesn't mean they're not embarrassed about it. So y'all come on up uh, while, I'm, while I'm talking, okay? Thank you, Joel and Ashley, our... Uh, breaking the ice. Um, so uh, as we were thinking and praying for this morning, um, we didn't want to miss out on an opportunity while we're talking about mentors um, to, to pray over and empower some of the folks who are knee-deep in the ministry of mentoring. Um, uh, these folks that are coming up, they serve as our huddle leaders, they serve as mentors for our middle school and high school students. Um, so as they come up to the stage, uh, I want to share a little bit about what they are doing. Um, for those of you who don't know what Huddles is, Huddles is our um, grade-level small group. Um, and we believe it's one of the most important ministries here uh, at, in our student ministry, in our youth ministry. We've got, I think, 350 people on our, in our database. That doesn't mean we have 350 pe people here every Sunday, but we've got 350 people that are connected with us that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people for our youth ministry team. Um, and so the 60-plus huddle leaders that we have, they serve such an important role to be mentors for our students, um, to, to be mentors for y'all as you walk along your path. And so we believe by their committing to invest in just a few people, they can make a huge difference in the lives of our students. So we wanted to do a couple of things. By, by, by bringing them up here, and this is, doesn't represent everybody, but it's a, a few, uh, you know, a good, a good chunk. But like for, for the students that are here, like I want to remind you that these folks are here for you. That as you're walking through your path, you know, you know you've got our youth ministry staff, that we love you, that we care about you, but here are another 
60 plus people who are here for you, ready to, to walk with you, ready to answer your questions, fill in the blank. So we, want, we wanted to ser- you know, this to serve as a reminder for all of our students that are here, hey, there are people who love you and care about you and want to, to minister over you. But also for y'all, um, we wanted to just take this moment as a church to thank you, to thank you for what you're doing, and to thank you for the good ministry that y'all are involved in, um, because it's, it's important. What you're doing is, is so important and so critical for our students. Um, so we just wanted to, to empower y'all, pray over y'all as y'all are free to, to, to live and to minister to these students. And so uh, Mark, one of our student ministry shepherds, he's going to come up here and he's going to lead this prayer and then we'll close with some. Would you join me in prayer, please? <laughs> our Father in heaven, we are so thankful that you allow us to approach your throne. And as we do so now, Father, we have a, a special theme to this prayer. Father, this is about our, our huddle leaders, our, our mentors for our youth, and so we ask specific things for them, Father. Father, we ask for them for uh, insight uh, as they deal with our youth, that they might be able to look into their lives and help them with the things that they truly need. Father, we ask for uh, energy and excitement for them, Father, for many of these have their own families and their own children, and so their time is, has many pulls to it. But, Father, they've chosen to help our youth, and so we ask for energy for them. Father, we ask for wisdom for them that they might look into their lives and pour into the, our youth's lives, Father. And so, Father, with these things we pray and many more for these, and we just encourage them, and we are mindful of our youth and the, the things that they will mean to us as they continue to grow in their lives. Thank you so much, Father, for each of these men and women. And these things we pray in your son's name. Amen. Uh, so we all need, we all need um, a godly mentor in our life. We all need a Paul. Um, like I said, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. It doesn't matter how old you are. You need somebody to help walk alongside you. We do. Um, we need godly mentors who are present with us. Godly mentors who see their story in light of what God has done. And we need godly mentors who empower us to be better people and to live as we've been called to live. Um, so during these next few moments, as, as we sing this uh, song of invitation, as you leave here today, um, I'd like to encourage you to reflect. Just take a second, take a moment, and, and just reflect, who has God placed in your life, on your way, who is willing to come beside you as you walk through life together? Who has God placed on your path? Who is somebody that, that maybe you've not even ever thought of them before that you said, man, they'd be a great mentor. Um, like I said, mentors can come in all forms. They, can be, they don't have to be way older than you. They, they don't necessarily even have to be older than you. But reflect on someone. Um, and, and if somebody comes to your mind, I guess I'd say don't be afraid to talk to them. Don't be afraid to take that risk to ask them to be your mentor because I think that that relationship is worth that risk. So during this song of invitation, as we leave here today, think, reflect on that and think, who is God calling me to maybe talk to about potentially mentoring me? 
Um, and then here uh, in the next few moments, we're going to have another invitation as well. Uh, we were talking about um, our story and mentors seeing their story in light of Jesus. I think that, you know, I know that there are some of us here today who have not embraced Jesus' story as their own. I love the way Patrick um, talked about that this morning, that, that have not embraced the grace that comes uh, with a life lived in Jesus. And so if you, uh, if, that, if that's you and you'd like to, to take that on this morning and, and follow Jesus into baptism, we would love for you to do that. We'd love to celebrate that this morning. Um, and then I know that there are some of you who um, are tired. Um, some, of, some of us here who are just maybe exhausted, maybe stressed, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, we've got some godly mentors. We've got our shepherds that are going to be spread out throughout the room. They're going to be up here. So if you have any other sort of need or you just need one of our shepherds to pray over you, we'd love for you to take this moment now um, to respond to this invitation as we stand and as we sing.